Uh, so today on the Finance and Property Survival Guide, I'm being joined by Jordan DeYong from Game Plans. How are you, Jordan? Great, man. I'm, I'm fantastic. I mean, we've been locked down for nearly a, a whole 365 days, but I'm still still positive, still happy, yeah, still yeah. loving life. How, yeah. how are you, mate? I'm okay. <laughs> the, lockdown, the lockdown's definitely gotten to me. I, uh, I moved back to Melbourne, I think, mid-May. Uh, moved into an apartment the 1st of June and we started lockdown like three days later. So I feel like we've been, I've been in lockdown more than I've been out of lockdown living here, which is, it is what it is. There's not much you can do, right? Do you regret moving back? Actually, no. I hope my mom and dad oh. don't hear this, but I, I would much <laughs> rather be in Melbourne in lockdown than my hometown out of lockdown. Cause I just, I like Melbourne. It's a great city. Yeah. Great city. It yeah, is yeah. all. I'll agree with you there, but um, yeah. good, good to know. So I, I wondered if we could start with just giving you, giving a brief inf- uh, a brief introduction of uh, who you are and what Game Plans is about. Yeah, yeah, cool. So um, Jordan DeYong, I don't know, started started building my portfolio when I was 23. Um, my old man's a real estate agent and kind of always distilled in those property fundamentals to me from a young age. So I always knew okay. I wanted to be uh, a property investor. Um Knew I wanted to get in, but just didn't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really sort of, when you're younger, you don't really sort of think about it. You know, you're kind of saving, you know, five, 10 grand here or there, and you just think it's impossible to get in. And it's not until you actually make that decision to go, um, yeah, I need, I need to do something about this now. Um, so I started building my portfolio when I was 23. I'm 29 now. Um, been a data scientist on the corporate ladder for the last 10 years. Um, really enjoyed my time on the corporate ladder and then started a company called Game Plans. Um, it's essentially a, a, an online property portfolio mapping tool. Um, I think that's its primary use. But the second thing is a bit of a money management tool as well. And, um, you know, a bit of a existing portfolio review tool as well. And so um, primarily focused around uh, the property side of things and being able to analyze how your existing property is performing and, you know, sort of projections over the next 10 to 20 to 30 years and, and how they evaluate over time. Um, there's a whole algorithm behind the scenes that takes into account all of the questions that the platform asks and then builds a bit of a, a strategy around building out a, a portfolio long-term and, you know, how you can ultimately achieve your, your passive income goals over the long-term time horizon. And that's really just amalgamated out of a passion number one for being how being a property investor myself and wanting to have right. a tool like I wish I had I wish I had this tool when I first started because um, my plan would have completely changed and then secondly you know having that data science background and tech background is my passion so kind of built those two passions together and um, yeah since, since building it, it's just kind of taken off and um, everyone sort of sees the value in it and and that allowed me to step out of the corporate ladder and um, provide insights to other property investors that are out there. It, it was a pretty, I, I imagine Game Plans is a fairly new offering in the in terms of like you said yourself, when you were getting into investing, it wasn't something that was sort of available at the time. Was was Game Plan something you'd thought about for a long time before it came to fruition and before you left your corporate job? Yeah, yeah. So it, it originated out of a spreadsheet that I built myself, you know, through monitoring my own property portfolio over a number of years through doing that and kind of figuring out where I need to go long-term big picture. Um, I don't think it's a completely new concept. I know, you know, there's other companies that are out there that have been doing it for 20 to 10 years or something like that, but I don't think, um, you know, it's really been built into a a proper online tool that's interactive and plug and play. And, um, you know, you can come back and rejoin it. I know there's other 
there's other things that are out there where you can, or other companies that you can go and get a full plan, but I know it's kind of set in stone and you have to come and revisit it where the platform actually, um, you can come back in, update those and move those right. things forward. So um, I think, yeah, it's, 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 it has always been a dream, but it was a, an overwhelming process to build, not an overwhelming process, just an extensive process to build. Yeah. And so I never really took the time to do it beforehand until I validated um, you know, the concepts in the actual market. So that spreadsheet that I was talking about, that's what I actually used as game plans to start with. And, you know, right. I'd talk to clients using that spreadsheet and walking okay. them through it and building their own property portfolios. And once other industry professionals caught wind of that, it was kind of like, well, how do I now, you know, automate this more and more and more, I allow other people to use the system, allow other people to get involved and let it be more interactive rather than just, you know, numbers in a spreadsheet. Okay. And I imagine too, like, was there a certain moment in your corporate job that made you realize, no, it's like this is the time to step away and really put my eggs in this basket and really go for it? Or was it a, a process of like a few years where you were just like, oh God, like I imagine it's there's a lot of doubts creeping in about like job security is a big thing, right? Especially at the moment and stepping out on your own is a pretty brave thing to do. Like I, I, I respect that a lot when people really give it a go, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So um, I, I was quite comfortable. And, and I think that's the emphasis. I was very comfortable with my corporate job. And it was great. Pay was great. I was earning more than six figures. You know, I was happy. I was enjoying my enjoying my job on the corporate ladder. Um, but for me, there was always something a little bit more to life. Like, um, I mean, we we're just talking off air beforehand, but I've now got a daughter and she's turning one next week. And I guess she was kind of the real um, light bulb moment as per se, because I kind of looked at her when she was born and I thought, mate, that was me 28 years ago. Like I, I can't believe how quickly life goes. And so yeah. I always knew I wanted to build a business. I just didn't know what. And, and it was the point where I figured out what my pack, well, I knew what my passion was, but combining those two things together and creating something that was going to be valuable to other people where I go, okay, well, this is a business idea that I'd actually enjoy doing and um, provides value and provides a source of income. So if I don't do it now, you know, I'll probably never do it. If, if I wait another 10 years, I'm going to be 40. You know, I might have a couple more pay rises, but, you know, mm. then I'm 40 and what happens yeah. at that point in time. So um, it, it was kind of more of a just, well, you know, I had built the portfolio, um, I had built the concept, the product was proven in the market. Um, you know, that I had I had contracts in place that was going to keep me comfortable for the next six months. And that's kind of all I really needed to, get things cracking and, and then, um, yeah, just stepped out and gave it a red hot crack, I guess. And, and you said earlier, obviously, um, with your dad being a real estate agent growing up, you probably would have been involved, uh, exposed to a lot of sort of property, maybe more than the, the normal, like, um, the everyday kid, I guess, if you're, if their dad wasn't a real estate agent was, was investing just something that your dad was always trying to instill in you from a young age to think about. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the 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 good side of it was um, he wasn't a property investor himself. Like he always bought nice properties. Like we always lived in a really nice house and uh, understood what property could do do and the tool that it does. But he never had a portfolio as per se. Um, okay. He does now, which I'm really thankful about. But I yeah. think what the what him being a real estate agent really taught me is he used to. Um, who used to be in the in the higher class side of things. So I don't know for, for the listeners, but um, we used to live over in the Bella Vista Waters area over um, in, in the Hills District. And it's a really nice high-end area. And 
through his relationships of selling real estate agents, selling real estate in that area, he'd, he'd build connections with, you know, really successful and wealthy people. And I used to look at those people, we'd have dinner with them, we'd go out for them, with them and all that sort of stuff. They, a lot of them became family and friends and they still are today. But through that process, I realized that majority of them had built their wealth through property. And so, mm. you know, just by watching how they had been able to achieve what they did, and I'd sit there at dinner and I just, I would just soak up all the information that I potentially yeah. could, um, listening to all this information. And it wasn't like dad was always a really good, um, you know, he'd always say, you need to get into your first property. Like he'd back me from that side of things. Mm. But I think having exposure to the clientele that he would work with would be really where you know, that, that sort of mindset shifted in and said, you know, I need to get onto the ladder and, you know, I can see what these guys are achieving and, and mm. why can't I do the same? For sure. Yeah. And I imagine you try, it's something I've been trying to do, but I, I only sort of started learning about investing and trying to get better with managing my money when COVID hit before then I never, never cared, which is probably most people my age. Right. But if uh, I, I imagine you, you want to be like a sponge in those situations. You're seeing how these people have grown to be successful in a way that you want to do too. So you just ask as many questions as you can to just learn as much as you can. It's, a, it's, it's the way to do it. Like everybody, not everybody, a lot of people have succeeded in, in a certain pattern. So if you can sort of emulate those patterns, hopefully you can sort of get a similar result. Yeah, yeah, yeah spot on. And I think... Um not only on the real estate side of things, it's funny money, you mentioned money management. So um, my, my old man's Dutch, you might notice from the, from the last name De Jong and um, Dutchers are known to be quite stingy and, um, you yeah. know, like be, 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 be quite good with their money. So okay. I think from that side of things as well, um, he really helped me out in that regard. You know, like my parents separated when I was 10 and so I was, I was kind of living with my dad um, for the most part. And, you know, I, I got to the point where, um, you know, we were, we were living in a house together, but we'd split the rent, even though I was like, you know, 18, 19, you know, working a little sales job around the corner, I'd split the rent with him. Same with dinners, like we'd go out for dinner once a week, um, go to a, a Thai restaurant or whatever, that was mm. our favorite. And we'd split, we'd split the bill, you know, there was no like, and, and he did it for a reason, you know, it wasn't mm. because he wanted to be tired or stringent. He was teaching mm. me lessons about, well, you actually, you know, the cost of living is expensive and you need to be able to save for all these things. And, and yeah. that I'm so thankful for because, um, you know, it taught me so much about life from, from a young age as well. And yeah. so, yeah, it's funny, funny you mentioned there, like yeah, you yeah. Know, took, took you a while to get on top of that money management side of things, but that's how it all starts, right? I bet you he was actually just running to the tab with the, the money he saved at dinners, just putting it on horses, Jordan. <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah. yeah trying to probably, teach you a probably. good lesson. You're trying to, learn yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's probably um, uh, another part of the show that is again sort of the impetus of of what I'm trying to do with the platform is I want to talk to as many people as possible about what advice they would give their 24 year old self, knowing what they know now, if they could go back, and assuming that that version of yourself wants to listen. If you could go back, what would you say? And it can be money-wise and property and investing. It can also just be life advice, whichever you want to go. Yeah, if you if you want like just a quick hit, uh, the best advice I've ever been told is um, spend less than you earn and invest the rest. It ser- seriously is as simple as that. Um, mm. Don't get too caught up in, in credit cards and zip pay and all that sort of stuff. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. Um, and and just try try and save as much as you can. You know, Aim for a minimum of 30% 
um, of, of savings of your income and, and invest it. Um, you know, specialize in something that you're investing in, get to know the product that you're investing in. Don't just go, oh, this, this share looks good or this property looks good. You know, really understand what you are investing in. It's okay to get burnt. Like, you know, I, I put five grand on the share market when I, the day I turned 18 and lost it all. And it was a good learning curve that I, I don't like to, well, I'm not a good share investor because I'm watching every tick out of every second and emotionally mm. get impacted. And that's kind right. of why property works for me because you don't know that every single time. And, and that was a learning curve and yeah it was five grand but it was a good learning curve too and probably saved me a hundred grand over over the course of time so um definitely and then and then i think that the sort of the you know the whole reason or the emphasis that i built game plans is taking that big picture so you know when i was 23 and started building my portfolio i just went super aggressive because i could um you know i had the borrowing capacity and i went i just want to buy 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 you know, you kind of have that mentality. Well, I had that mentality of, you know, I need 10 properties in my portfolio. That's going to be able to, that's going to be my, you know, my exit. And you, and you don't need 10 properties. You know, most people need two to five properties in their portfolio. And so just, just stop, um, really take that sort of 60,000 foot view. Look at, look at really where you want to be at the age of 50 mm. or 60. What, re, what retirement really looks like? What do you need? know do you need 200k passive income or are you going to be quite comfortable on 80k a year with a with the principal place of residence paid off and and work backwards from there don't don't just go well i need property i've got to go aggressive go okay well this is the end goal this is the end result um how do i get there these are the steps along the way and then you'll make better decisions along the way you know instead of going well i need to buy another four hundred thousand dollar property today go well if i just wait another year I can save another hundred grand and then you know I can buy you know a seven eight hundred thousand dollar property that's going to be much better for me over 30 years rather than just trying to get into a half decent asset today. Um yeah I think that would be probably some of the key learnings that I take away. Yeah okay and as a like I, I've gotten into shares and um a bit into uh real estate investment trusts but otherwise my my goal now is to maybe try and get an investment property but what you said just now about even saying two to four properties is daunting as hell for myself and probably other people listening. And I guess when you talk about, again, with uh, thinking about where you want to be when you're 60, that's something that most young people won't talk uh, think about. It's not really a consideration we have. Like I, I don't, I, I plan things long-term now, but before COVID hit, I never did. It wasn't really something I cared to worry about. Um, I didn't know what stocks were. I didn't really care to know. I didn't really care about investment properties. I just paid someone to live at their house and rent it. Like that's all I've really ever known about it. So I, at the beginning for you, did you feel like it was a daunting task that you'd get lost in the weeds a little bit or you were, you were always sort of certain like, no, this is going to be my path. I'm going to figure it out. And did you learn a lot along the way or were you sort of ready for a lot of the challenges that investing posed as soon as you got in, uh, got involved in property? Yeah, it's a really good question. I actually went for a walk with someone, a business mentor yesterday who um, has, has helped many businesses grow exponentially and um, kind of wanted to get his advice around my business and what happens in the growth phase and all that sort of stuff. And I said, you know, how did you go from it? They, they, they're running a gym company and he, he started there when they had three gyms and now they're at nearly 30 gyms or something like that. And I said, how did you go from three to 30 gyms? And he goes, it's not, it's not about thinking about 
you know, how do I go from three to 30? It's about going, okay, well, this is where I want to go. I just need to take this one next step and then the next step and then the next step and I'll get mm. there. And so when I, when I take that from, from my experience and on the property ladder side of things, you know, the first one is always going to be the hardest. The first one, the saving for that first deposit is always going to be the hardest. And so all you got to do is take that first step. The first step is I need to save a deposit. It might be 60 grand, right? Might be a, a smaller asset, but it's going to be a stepping stone property. So what do I need to do to save 60 grand? Well, you know, I can save 30 grand a month, sorry, three grand a month now. Um, let's put three grand a month now. It might take me a year and a half, two years to save for that, but I'm going to have that deposit. Then I can buy my first one. Once you've got the first one, you know, then you're leveraging equity. That's going to have compound growth on it. You're going to, you know, it took me from, from property now from, zero to one, it took me, I don't know, two years or something like that. Then from one to two, it took me 12 months. And then from mm. two to three, it took me six months, not six months. It took me another 12 months, but I could get into a bigger asset again. And so um, once you have your foot in the door, uh, mm. that's when things start to compound. And if, if listeners are, if the people that are listening to the show probably understand what compounding is, but yeah. I do a simple explanation with my, with my hands, right? So if you take um, your index finger as one, compounding is is sort of um exponential growth over time so if you put that together with another one you've doubled it so that's two and if you do it again to another one that's four well i'll do it yeah. like this um, yeah, that's yeah. four and it's not till that fourth it's not till that fourth compounding where you really start to see the big effect you're starting with right. one um, but doubling and doubling again you get to four and that's where the big the biggest outcome is and so um it's hard to start but once you're on the journey you're on, you're on the journey and I'm sorry to break your heart here. It's an audio-only podcast. So Jordan had <laughs> some right. Jordan put some fingers up and did a great demonstration of compound interest. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. If you want to do it at home, get your get your fists out. Uh, put yeah, your, index your fingers finger up. up. <laughs> put put two fingers up and then put four fingers up. And yeah, that's the yeah. compound effect. For sure. Um, you sort of touched on it already, but I wanted to just talk a, a little bit more about. I guess why young people should invest and whether you could expand on this more like you, you touched on it earlier that it's a consideration to make that you want to, you want to think through where do you want to be at 60 years old? Where do you want to be at 70 years old? What sort of money do you want to have handy at that point? Because uh, my dad talks about it a lot on the show too, that there's a lot of people that are retirees who might be on the pension who own their home but they have no real, there's not really a lot of money to use for their day-to-day -day living. So they might be eating a lot of tinned food and they're having quite a cheap lifestyle because they didn't have any other way of uh, producing an income or having any shares or investments there to help them once they weren't making an income. Um, I just wondered, yeah, if you could expand on why why young people should invest and why it's a, it's an important consideration. Yeah, I think it all comes down to, as you were mentioning, lifestyle is like not only, you know, hitting 60 and do you want to be on the pension or support yourself financially and be comfortable in retirement? That's definitely one. But I think for specifically the younger generation, just think 10 years ahead. Like, you know, for me personally, I was on the corporate ladder for 10 years, uh, but because I invested throughout that process, it gave me the option and flexibility to be able to start a business and have the comfortability to be able to do so. Um, if I wanted to, I could have, I mean, my wife and I have traveled around Europe and America as well, which has been great. But if I wanted to, I could have taken, 
two or three years off and just gone and traveled for those two or three years. It, it comes down to really what you want to do. And so by um, in, in implementing delayed gratif gratification today, um, you're able, you're going to be able to bank on those returns later down the track and, and have the choice. You know, if, if you're just working, as you say, if you're just working nine to five, paying someone's, paying someone's mortgage by giving them, giving them rent money um, and you're spending the rest of it living week by week, that's all you're ever going to do. So if you, if you take a little bit of that now, put it away for, for later, you'll get to a point where you can ultimately, you know, whether, whether it be a career change or going on a longer holiday or mm. starting a business or whatever it is, you can still do it living week by week by week, but it's a lot harder and it's a lot more, um, you know, you're a lot more dependent on that income where if you've got six months of expenses on hand and, you know, a portfolio behind you there, you can worst case scenario, sell something to um, keep, keep living off. It just gives you the option and flexibility to be a little bit more, I wouldn't say riskier, but have the choice to do what you mm. want in life. I guess it's almost if the more money you have gives you more options. Right. Exactly right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've got a friend that's in his uh, mid thirties now and he started investing in a couple of properties and then shares as well uh, in his like early twenties and about, I think he was 32, 33 and he got a new boss that was a bit of a, you know, he was not a good boss, not a nice guy. And he was, he said like, it was the moment when he realized why he was investing because he could quit and he just quit and he was so happy. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. That's another I'm positive. Sort of, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Like I, um, you know, my, my early corporate career was really good. I went from I was, I was doing three days a week on like 20 grand, but I very quickly got that to six figures working full time. And so um, early days in my career was really good. But at the, at the back end of that, the last, the, the last three years that I was in my, my corporate job, didn't have that, that, that growth, the same sound of the growth. And so I kind of right. got to a point where I was like, well, what am I going to do? Spend the next 10 years here again, doing the same mm. thing every day, earning the same income. You know, that's not, that's not a fulfilling life for me. So it, it ultimately gave that me that decision to go, you know, let's, let's do something in life that's going to add value to people and something I do. I love doing every single day. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't argue with that. I wondered if, if there was any way people could get in touch with you um, or wanted to check out game plans, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, I, I think I'm sort of most prominent on LinkedIn. So if you want to add okay. me on LinkedIn, it's just Jordan DeYoung. I'm, I'm pretty um, up there all, all the time. Got an Instagram game, game. I think it's game.plans. Um, Facebook, okay. got a Facebook community on there as well. And then um, just just Jordan um, at gameplans.com.au if you want to hit me up on email. Yeah, okay. And I'll put, I'll, um, I'll um, after we finish recording, I'll, um, I'll write some of that down and I'll put it in the description too. So if people yeah, want perfect. to check it out that way, but thank you again for the time, Jordan. I really appreciate the chat. No, no, is at all. Thanks for having me on. And if you, uh, if you ever want to have a chat, I'm, I'm always up for a bit of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent.